Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 139. Oh shit, one three nine, buddy. Been off for a while, man. It's fucking holiday season, bro. Yeah, today is the fucking fourteenth of January, two thousand sixteen. It's our first episode in two thousand sixteen. It is. Probably been a month. <laughs> yeah, I think about about. You had you had quite a bit of time off there. Yeah, from the a couple old weeks. Workplace. Didn't really do much hobby. Probably started a new army or something. <laughs> I don't know. Despite what I had anticipated before. <laughs> I have been working. I'm trying to do uh, stuff every single day. Isn't the idea of starting a Warhammer army <laughs> seem ridiculous? That's right now? what I was <laughs> going to get into today. Instead of the point hammered history, I want to do a segment about that okay. uh, subject itself. Right. So we'll get to that. We'll circle around. Funny you should bring that up, Raj. <laughs> have you been perusing my notes, you son of a bitch? <laughs> what are you uh, been working on? the same on? wavelength, bro. Yeah, that's, that's perhaps the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been... Uh, Pack a prep in or mostly pack a prep. I took a little break to work on a stork model, as you've seen. It's official. Got a shit rat on the way. Yeah, I did. A stork model. Kelly's <laughs> got a bun in the oven. <laughs> Coming out this July. <laughs> Don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. Number one question. Do you uh do you have a care either way? No, not really. No opinion. Yeah. I think we're doomed either way. <laughs> I think if it's a boy, he'll have it easier but be kind of lazy. And then if it's a girl, she'll be really smart and work hard, <laughs> but have a more difficult time. Uh, okay. I see. You guys excited about that? So it's a win. It. Win either way, man. Working on a fucking nursery or anything yet? Uh, yeah, we got a room to kind of spruce up. Yeah. And that front bedroom there. So. You're going to have to give up your modeling space? No. Um, that'll remain. <laughs> okay. Got my priorities in, in line, man. Come yeah. On. <laughs> okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, big news. Yeah, Can big we be time. a PACA if anyone wants to say any kind words. <laughs> or donate any cash. <laughs> oh, yeah, the baby, <laughs> baby fine. Or diapers. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Just going to have f- a baby shower for Raj at PACA? <laughs> 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 These are the models that I'm going to have for the next 20 years. <laughs> this is all I'm allowed, guys. That's it. Unless you get some free shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are pretty pumped mm. for that. Yeah, so that's exciting. It was fun doing up that little model for shits and giggles. I yeah. just sculpt like a little baby <laughs> in the wrappings, <laughs> kind of delicately attach it to this tiny little bird. <laughs> Did you give it a big schnocker? <laughs> uh, well, the head is just like a circle thing, uh, so okay. the face is within. <laughs> John at that scale wouldn't be visible yet. Proper, proper <laughs> right, beak. Proper beak. Anyways, besides that, yeah, mostly what pack of shit in way over my head, mm. like previous. Sounds about not right. really like previous tournaments. Previous when I did the two day tournaments by myself. Yeah, like ten years ago. Okay, this feels the same as that. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of shit because I'm building a bunch of ter- terrain. I got the infinity narrative. Uh, how that's all gonna work squared away. I might okay, discuss it. Uh, after the event. Sure. Kind of see how it all works. Mostly I've been working on, yeah, Infinity Terrain. I'm kind of doing six tables. 
and I was going to do a bunch of different shit, but yeah. um, pretty much I'm just going to do kind of chunky slums. Okay. Tables, so six of them. I'll uh, Mordheim. Okay. Do you have a bunch of Mordheim terrain? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got these. I got like these apartment complexes, like these hab units and okay. concrete pillars. And then um, if there's extra time, which I'm sure there won't be, then I can go back yeah. and kind of spruce them up. So all the basic structures will be there. Okay. Like they might not have a lot of character yet because I sure. would like to go back. Uh muck around with airbrush and do like graffiti and stuff like that sure and just kind of you know make them look like people are actually living there yeah and Not all just kind of perfect square buildings yeah with nothing in them so um that's coming along pretty well i've been messing around with different kind of spray paints and stuff like that okay about that rust-oleum there the rust-oleum paints actually don't really melt the foam that much with their the kind of cap that they use, yeah, the little squirters, plastic. Okay, so you can pretty much almost just spray the foam directly, mm. and you might get a kind of a weird texture, but for grody slum buildings, it's perfectly fine. Okay, God knows what kind of fumes that's raising up, but ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, in the garage, all right, with the door open. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I'm sure these neighbors are like, oh, "What's that guy doing?" It's like two in the morning on a weekday. <laughs> All the lights are on. He's wearing a mask. He's like, fuck cooking mask. I'm going to get raided before the, we even get to pack. That'd be an entertaining story. Yeah. But for the foam, I've been using this Proxon foam cutter. Sure. It's It was like 100 just over 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking super high quality, way better than the fucking homemade yeah. foam cutters that I'm so the soldering the home, gun with the, the home job the wire yeah with the fucking clothes hanger uh, put through it this thing is fucking sweet super durable yeah I might put together a video or something about it because it works really slick sure you can kind of do angle cuts and once you kind of decide what you're cutting it, you know I, I was working on these little hab units I was able to bang out 18 of them pretty quickly yeah but sadly I need about 18 more <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! Yeah, how much terrain you need for uh, kind of turning me off mm, to infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you got uh, it, you got it, though, bro. Once you got it, you got it. But I think it's holding the game back for sure. Because mm. I mean, if you're if you're buying all that terrain, it's like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks a table. Yeah. So this way, basically, all that foam I got from Bear or I had sitting around before, so that's free. Um, hundred bucks for this cutter, and then. Yeah, maybe fifty bucks for all the spray paints. So sure, six tables for one hundred fifty bucks. Mm. I think it'll turn out pretty pretty good. I'm interested to see uh, from a durability aspect how how the foam holds up if it's going to get dinged up. Again, it's, they're all grody looking, so that's I don't mind touching them up. Yeah, but I was thinking about doing you know some really high quality ones, but if they're just going to get busted to shit in mm. a single weekend, <laughs> just kind of kind of see. Oh, it's all going to work out. If, yeah. If someone will get fucked up or something, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. With me, there's no real, you know, just my time. Right. But I can see see kind of how, how they hold up. Yeah. Kind of curious because you can do a lot of cool things. And um, I'm not going to have any pictures or anything up probably till the event. Okay. But I've been slaving away on that pretty hard. I was up till yeah, about three last night trying to put in the proactive late nights ahead of time. <laughs> Preemptive. Yeah. <laughs> so... You can get some sleep before the event, but it's probably wise. If it's like anything else, I'll be staying up late now and then also staying up late <laughs> right before the event. Yeah, <laughs> to get everything done, and then so I got a couple other things to do. I gotta okay. figure out the kind of rules that we're gonna use for the Fury Road event. Yeah, the Gorka Marka shit on its own is 
pretty much wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So we got to come up with something. So I got to figure that out. And then on the 23rd, everybody's coming over. We're going to have a dry run on the oh. Fury Road at the Raj Lodge. Oh, shit. And maybe, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> is this a Facebook invite? Yeah, it's Facebook. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and probably play on the infinity tables. Hopefully, they're pretty playable. I'm not really sure. That's going to be six tables. What's that, a Friday? It's not this Saturday, Saturday, but next Saturday. Okay. Probably have a taco run, stick around. Mm. But, yeah, looking f- I don't know. <laughs> looking forward to that pack of being over. Because <laughs> I do want to work on my models again. Because I've been um, reading some sci-fi shit. Yeah. And actually... We do a lot of work in my room and just put up like infinity battle reports on YouTube. Sure. There's tons of like pretty high quality, yeah. good stuff out there. That's what I was doing for a while. Just kind of having it in the background and like kind of <laughs> seeing how it all plays out with the scenarios and stuff got me pretty stoked. So like I kind of just want to work on my models, but um, some of that motivation is carrying over to the buildings and stuff like that. But sure. it's a little frustrating knowing <laughs> uh, they're probably not going to turn out as characterful as I, you know, I would have liked. Right. Because initially I was going to, we we're going to do 12. Uh, but now we're doing six, yeah. and then so that's half as many, and then they're probably going to turn out about half as well, you know, as it would have liked in the end. But sure, they'll be playable. I'm sure it's not okay. going to matter. A lot of people are bringing cool tables and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Chris, you posted on Flash Paper. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his like Zen table? No, it's fucking awesome. It's oh, like yeah. a winter themed, kind of like a Buddhist temple. I was actually gonna build like a zen zen garden table yeah because the theme behind the narrative is like kind of like a yujing like a chinese asian theme kind of space station sure so that fit in perfectly yeah um but once i focused on you know figuring out what i can actually do it's just easier to do a shitload of the same thing over and over rather than do 12 unique six unique tables right but that'd be cool so i i'll be able to throw that back into the narrative Okay. Um, pretty pumped about that. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Check it out. It's on Facebook. I'm sure okay. we pictures. I think it might be on Twitter too. Okay. Oh, like, that's he's got the these big statues. Paper is. It's on, okay. Yeah. The um, it's got these big like Mongolian Chinese statues. Sure. And then he went back. Must have repainted them. They're probably like six inches a foot tall. They're fucking yeah. huge. And then did uh, layers of snow like resting on them. Yeah. And it, it looks really good. Okay. Cool. I don't like snow that much, but. That yeah. snow turned out really awesome. Sounds what intriguing. He, from what he did. I like the idea. Um, it was cool, too, to see, like, trees and stuff. That's something. There's, there's rules for all that shit. Yeah. But <laughs> people just prefer to play with the blocks. Yeah. It's a lot easier, less sticking around. Yeah. But I don't know. I think you've been working on some models. Yeah. Well, two, two I, weeks, three weeks. I decided to get the fucking blog sparked up again. So I took oh. some pictures of some stuff that I had pending. Mm-hmm. So I got a blog post up for the one Infinity model I've finished so far. Mm-hmm. Be the diva for the diva functionary for infinity, and then that kind of somehow that got me motivated to do some painting on the tack bot. So I pulled him down and set him there. Did another blog post for when uh, AOS first landed. I had converted and painted one of the Bloodbound models. It turned out pretty cool. It's hard to get good pictures of shit in this house. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> I got some half-ass ones of him and put them up. They whatever. Really, mm-hmm. I was just fucking around with techniques on the armor there, and I think it turned out pretty cool. So it's really just col- silver colors and washes mm-hmm. over each other until it looked good. So that turned out well. And then I noticed the blog just been fucking dead as shit. So yeah. that's part of my motivation, too. I post with some saga shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I got all the fucking bull ogres rebased. So that whole fucking project is finally done. And then I played a couple games against Butcher. Oh, so cool. I went over to his house and... 
horked down a bunch of Papa Murphy's pizza and <laughs> played some games with him one day. That was, so that was a it's good time. Classic gaming arrangement. Yeah, the first Old game there. we just did like a smaller one, and he's kind of showing me the rules, and we you know we kind of talked about things. And then the second one we did some Holy Wars practice mm-hmm. using the Holy Wars point system, but they don't have scenarios out, so we didn't obviously didn't do that. We just picked a scenario out of the Galmaraz book, which ended up not being a very good scenario, but. Yeah. <laughs> Ogres are pretty fucking pretty cool in AOS. Yeah, they're good. It was you don't get much though. You know the way the point system plays out. I had a pretty small army. Of course, I took a, a unit of like twelve iron guts, <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much mopped up his army. But um, well, he's playing ogres too, probably. He was playing demons just so oh, he didn't just, have to ogre okay. on ogre it. <laughs> so uh, it was fun though, getting some of that down and. I don't think I'm still really stoked on the game, but I don't think I was really stoked on 8th edition for the last couple of years anyway. Yeah, that's so true. Who cares? That's very true. Yeah. Um, so I got some games in, and then I signed up for the AOS event on Friday at Wapaka. I sent in my cash for that. I finally got mm-hmm. some eBay payments came through so I could PayPal it over <laughs> under my pseudonym. <laughs> so I'm signed up for that. I got to figure out. I think he's using the SDK for the point system for that, so I have to figure out how the fuck that works. Yeah. It looks like it's just standard points, though. Yep, so take a look at that. I, I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck's even going on here? Because that's what they, they're using on Akon, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We never really committed to Akon or not. No, so I'm not ready it. to either yet. After PACA, we can circle around. Yeah, and, and I'm see fine either the, way. Because then you'll know, too, if you want to. Yeah, be involved in it. <laughs> I know I'm going to go just to hang out and have fun. So Yeah, I'm already going for sure. I just don't know if I'll. I think if we're going to do one, the team one the would definitely be the one to do. I'm not getting in the Saturday, Sunday AOS event. It's just I just don't want to do three days of tournaments. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they have a smaller tournament, I might get into like a, you know, they used to do those how you well, use it I think it their things. tournaments are pretty small, like the point sizes for the the. Like the main event ones are a lot smaller. Yeah, I don't know than, how it all masks out, but I don't want to be there like Saturday eight to nine, and then Sunday yeah. you know, eight to five or whatever. Fuck that. It's just it's not that into it right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been doing all that, and then in the meantime, after I finished all the bull ogre rebasing, which thank God that was over. The bigger bases do make an impact in the game. They kind of limit because usually the ogres have a like a two inch range, so you could swing over your other bros. Mm-hmm. But with the bigger bases, you don't get as much of that going on. So you still kind of lap around them, yeah. surround them, and, and get your swings in. But it is a bit limiting. So I finished painting the Orktonian uh, boar, the one I've been working on for a little while. It turned out really cool. And then when I got to painting the base, I was like, there's no reason not to. Because I was just going to drop them in a, a base. But I was uh-huh. like, well, the base ain't done. I might as well just use a proper size base. So I switched them up. All I got to do is finish painting that. Mm-hmm. And he's all finished. Um it's pretty fun because the last two Arctonians, I was dicking around with a couple shields, and I think I posted them on Twitter, but doing different shades of yellow. So I did one that was like a reddish-brown base and then one that was like a gray-brown base and then highlighted them up. Mm-hmm. So you get a completely different feel from the different colors of yellow. That was a really good time. Nice painting experiment. And now I got to paint a fucking orc rider, which I'm not really looking forward to, mm-hmm. but at least he doesn't. At least he's not holding a fucking banner. So there's <laughs> that going on. Is that it? Which no is that like the tenth one? The That's tenth? finished. No, it's probably like the seventh, eighth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll crack double digits here. Yeah, the end of twenty seventeen. That's really hard because you don't know what you're working for. Because if the Brett book landed, I think I might get really fucking stoked on it. But mm-hmm. at the moment, 
there's I mean there's yeah. a the war scroll PDF, but that's not super exciting. No, I think everybody's joke predictions for the Artonians were twenty twenty <laughs> completion, but it looks like it might be accurate. Well, I want to see how they do the how you use it at Acon this year, and then I can work towards that. So for next year, so for two thousand seventeen, how you use it like a small awesome force. And then I'm planning on doing a really cool new army base for them and all that, too. Mm-hmm. I got some really good ideas for that still. So, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to all the bullshit I got going on for that. I just want some kind of serious motivation, which would be a Bretonian book. And the fucking the Seraphon book was not very motivating. <laughs> so I listened uh, to the what, Garage Hammer review. Yeah, what was that? What was did it all entail, really? It was just like new. the same scrolls and shit, right? Yeah, I think it was all really similar to the PDF. Like they renamed shit. Catching up and, the story of the lizard men. Yeah, it was a lot of fluff. But I, I mean, I, I don't even know that there's any reason to buy a book. I don't know if they release the new books once they do them free on the web. They might, just the war scroll parts. I'm not really Maybe. sure. Well, I think when you buy, if you buy the models, you get a scroll inside. Uh, well, don't you? <laughs> I think I you're correct. I heard that. Yeah. But why would you? So then they must be free online too. You would think, but who knows? Because yeah, God knows, be I don't some need some kind of compilation. Yeah. Don't need to buy any fucking models right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to get focused and finish finish a project. But <laughs> I feel like I'm all over the place. That's what I'm going to talk about later in the episode. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been having fun. I've been really enjoying the painting and getting into the fucking audio books and all that. But we'll get to two. So okay. What do we got for email of the week? I see Bubbles is coming and needs a place to crash for a few nights. <laughs> we got to get <laughs> him sorted out. Email of the week. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, mentioning okay. in passing. So he knows that we are we haven't responded, but we're thinking about it. Mulling <laughs> <laughs> it over. Yeah. Who wants to pick okay. up the ball and run with it on this? You should check the PACA email weekly, but I'm sure he sent something over. I'll take a look at that. Uh, I haven't looked at the point hammered inbox for a oh. while since the last time. We got a handful of responses to mm. the different segments questions oh, excellent. that we had put up. I think you promised fabulous prizes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if we chose one, that's going to okay. be a good one, right? And a lot of people are wanting, like, yeah, Christian sent it into the point hammered email, but um, Curtis Johnson sent in a quick note here. He said, maybe you could do an alternative model slash alternative model maker section where you focus on some manufacturers for use other than GW. Um, it's not a terrible idea. The issue I would have with it would be then we got to order some models because, I mean, if you're just going to look at them online, anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. But if you had a handful of them, if anybody wants their models reviewed, go ahead and send in a sample. We'd be happy to do that. But mm-hmm. Otherwise, you end up with just fucking boxes and boxes of models that you bought that you're never going to do anything with. And it'd be one thing if all these assholes were clicking through the support links (laughs) and we were generating a little income here. But since that's not really happening, (laughs) I have a hard hard time because a lot of these companies are overseas, too. It's dried up. It's not just this winter weather, man. (laughs) So you're you're working on spending a ton of cash on postage and getting a bunch of stuff in. But I like the idea. And mm-hmm. I think it would help us to branch out and see some new shit as well. So share that with the folks. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Davey wrote in. His thought was a hobby resource of the month. Highlight a sculpting tool, paint type, 
an online tutorial you liked, color theory guide, what kind of glue you use, basing resources, mm. lighting, etc., etc. I think this is the best fucking idea we yeah, have. Yeah, that, so that's far. really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it has enough mileage to go the distance, but I think it I might think work. So. Seems like it is, and I think it would be pretty cool for us because there's a lot of shit we just use already that we could talk about that we probably haven't discussed on the cast before. Mm-hmm. So that would be pretty cool. Um, okay. So yeah, make sure you read the Point Hammered email and consider that, buddy. And then Jordan Jordan N. also wrote in. He was thinking we should do a top five segment. So topics can range far and wide from top five characters, in-game or fluff, top five models, GW, non-GW, out-of-print models, models you painted, converted, converted, etc. Top five memories from Wapaka. Pretty much anything goes. Hmm. Top five fucking butt plug manufacturers. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad idea either because it can just change. Yeah, because if we don't have anything mind. modeling related, we can just top okay, five we'll fucking have to come up fast food joints. <laughs> we'll have to brainstorm a list of possible top fives. Yeah. To see how much effort has to go into this. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So we will uh, consider those options. And I think the, f- the last two there have some real legs on them. So maybe we can assign the prize to one of these fellas. So. <laughs> What, what what was the prize? I don't know. We we'll promised to go back awesome listen. prizes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, a couple of a couple of them gnome butt plugs I talked about. Maybe the baby Jesus butt plug. <laughs> the baby Jesus <laughs> butt plug. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Then of the week, as always, Wapaka. I've got some interesting Wapaka details going oh, on here well, from Barnaby. Lay them on us. Yeah, so actually the alehouse, the restaurant is closed right now. It's like going undergoing renovations or oh, something shit. something like that. Um, so this doesn't affect, you know, the event space or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't affect the bar. The bar is going to be open, but... No food on site, though. Um, they're going to have... They're bringing in caterers Saturday and Sunday for lunch. Sure. But then it's up to everybody to figure out what they're going to do for meals on pretty much every evening and then Friday. Yeah. Uh, There's not going to be a lunch available. So Feast of Champions definitely could expand. Expand, yeah, or even bring it into the hobby hall. Yeah. Um, But And then as part of that, they're they're actually closed to the public, so it's going to be oh, cool. only Warhammer or yeah. Packa Packa people in there. So we don't have to deal with all them dickheads singing karaoke this uh-huh. year. Well, we're going to be the dickheads singing karaoke, John. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, my man. Sweet, I'll start practicing up again. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the Disco Land Jabbers are doing uh, pub trivia, mm. and I know I think karaoke is included as part of that. That's on Saturday. Sure. So that's really, really interesting. I, I don't mind the vibe with all the people around. kind of just adds more energy yeah. to everything. So I it'll agree. be kind of interesting um, what kind of vibe is going on here <laughs> <laughs> with just the Warhammer folks only. Depends how much the, the dickweeds drink. Yeah. So that is the latest pack a scoop no, i didn't know i'm probably that. gonna do one more email with yeah. various details about the charities stuff like that if you want to participate in the team event the club challenge and you don't have a club you can shoot an email the wapaka or the point ever inbox join the hpbs join the <laughs> hpbs we're a little light on actual people participating in Ooh. tournaments it's you and butch Basically. Oh, you're not participating in anything Infinity? I'll get some points for running the Infinity. Yeah. Um, so we got that one locked up. I thought you were going to get into the ITS. No goal? No. 
I just didn't know what kind of. Well, I wasn't gonna be. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to paint my shit to the yeah. quality I want for that sure. kind of thing. And then as as a facilitator and helping everybody get their shit squared away and yeah. play, I thought that might have been too much. I just maybe it'll everything will go smooth. I won't have jack shit to do, but I'll just play, pick up games, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not playing in any formal events like that. Okay. So yeah, we need a couple of folks. If you're, we cap out at 12 members. So I think officially we're like six or seven of us. Okay. But most of us aren't playing the attorney. So if we get more than, you know, if we're going to cap out anybody, just basically anyone who's participating in the most events will become part of the team. Sure. So anybody who's playing in three attorneys, but doesn't have a club, please contact us. I might just draft you. Maybe I'll just look. <laughs> this is motherfucker. You're on team HPB, fucker. Son of a whore. <laughs> yeah. Let's close it in oh, nice yeah. and fast here. I know. I feel Looking forward to it. completely unprepared since I haven't of... even looked at how the list structure works for the tournament I'm in. Yeah. Or what the fuck else I'm Take supposed to do. Take a look. Contact Hanson. I'm sure it's It's on the page, web page. Yeah. I just got to take the... I've been super busy at work, so a lot of my fucking mm-hmm. free time for this kind of stuff has disappeared. Well, it's, been pretty, it's been pretty nice for me. I was busy as fuck in December, but now it's like yeah. really nice and slow. So yeah. I've been able to work ahead. Sure. And um, usually how it works out is I'm super busy at work and with this BS. Yeah. So like... Either if you know if I leave on time, then I'm getting stressed about the work I haven't done. But if if I if I stay late, then I'm stressed about the pack of stuff I'm losing out on. So at least this year I won't have that shit to worry about. But cool, the festivus for the rest of us <laughs> is nigh upon us. <laughs> we should. Can you bring an aluminum pole this year? Eh, that sounds like a bear task to me. <laughs> That's bear work. <laughs> Uh, he is pretty ornery oh, yeah? about everything. Yeah, what's his deal? Uh, he's he's making all the awards and stuff. Oh, even at this point, poor bear. Effort <laughs> for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I've got some ideas about how we're going to do it next year. Yeah, um, even more low key probably. But it's a different podcast for a different season, my man. All right, cool. You've been saying you've been stoked up about audiobooks before. So well, what? I've actually been doing a lot of fucking book book reading. Ah. So I finished the Shattered Sea series. Oh, dude, I just finished finish that. Oh, Half a King. Book one, Half a King. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just listened to books two and three on audio. Oh, yeah? Just in the last two weeks. I'm about halfway through book two, but I was going to talk about book one. Okay. So that's by Joe Abercrombie. Yeah, refresh me. And so Half a King is the story of Yarvi who starts out, he's going to become a like a priesty, ministry, doctory type guy, and then his father gets killed, and then he becomes king. He gets dicked over by some people that are supposed to be loyal to him, and he becomes a slave. Grom, kill gone. Yeah, and then he traipses around as a fucking slave across the Shattered Sea, rowing a fucking boat, yeah. and they finally get away. And So it's like... Uh it's like Vikings and shit, but it's yes. post-apocalyptic, yeah. like just yeah. barely, like because they talk um, about elves and stuff. I would say and those are like. I mean, it's like Viking Age times. They don't, and it, it's the same fucking world as the rest of Abercrombie stuff, isn't it? I think no, if you expand no, the this map, is, this is a different. Oh, uh, so I just this is this like was, Earth in the future after some like nuclear meltdown. No shit. I just thought this was like the same. It's world. very light. No. <laughs> okay, that's good info. <laughs> Books two and three uh, it make make it really clear. Yeah, book two is getting to that point where they're 
you know, like paddling down this fucking river and it turns into a huge fucking, like essentially lake because it opens up and gets really slow. And then there's just the ruins of a huge, vast city. If you look at that map, it looks like the Baltic Sea. Yeah. Kind of area. Sure. There's some changes and stuff, but. So I would just, I think the story's really good. I think there's not a ton of character development. The characters are developed and all that, but I think the story moves quick. It's not a super detailed story. You know, you don't get the kind of shit you get with like GRRM or any of them fuckers, but it moves quick and it's interesting and. Mm-hmm. The world seems cool. The people seem cool. Um, you get a lot of gritty details about how yeah. life is on it's a day to day basis. Stuff mixed in. Yeah, I th- it's definitely well worth a read. The first one was called Half a King, like I said, and I enjoyed it enough to go to the library and get the second one, which is called Half the World. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, really good book so far. Uh, number two is. So. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. I w- in fact, I would say number two is probably better than number one so far. Yeah, interesting. At first, I just didn't think Yarvi was much of a fucking character. Like, he's just a mm-hmm. kind of an idiot and a pussy and a cripple. Like, he's got a deformed hand. In the- yeah, the way the series progresses, too, is Yarvi's still around, but he's not a, like a point-of-view character anymore. Right. Um, it happens the same in the third book. So yeah. these characters from two will still be around, but mm-hmm. you know, just don't get it from their perspective. Sure. So I like... I like how he does that. Yeah. Kind of keeps each kind of trilogy fresh. He's building on it. Um, yeah, everything about him is really well, well polished. Yeah. Abercrombie knows his shit. <laughs> right in the fucking... Guy can write a story. Guy can write a fucking tale. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of books Yeah, as well, too. Um, not just our book club books, but um, I just read this one, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantasy book. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, this book is really cool. <laughs> it takes place in a world that is something's up with it, but it's like prone to like seismic activity and okay. like super volcanoes and earthquakes and shit Sounds like that. Sounds a lot like Sanderson, the audiobook I'm listening to right now. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it would be one of the Mistborn. Books. Oh, yeah, because all of like volcanoes and shit are going off and, and that earthquakes one. are happening. But uh, basically, humanity just regularly gets wiped out <laughs> and there's like few survivors and then they have to rebuild yeah and then they get wiped out again and they have to rebuild so like they'll leave, like leave messages in the stone for like the next generation so there's stone lore that gives people advice on how to survive ah cool and like there's just uh. everywhere is just covered with like ruined civilizations yeah and the magic system kind of plays in with like um seismic activity and stuff so there's like these these people because they're like origins or something like that sure and people will like hate them because they can they can like cause earthquakes and stuff like that and they can also stop them um so this follows a couple main characters but their derogatory term for them is r- rajas <laughs> <laughs> mm, i wonder who wrote this book this is someone we know <laughs> <laughs> so like you know away you fucking raja and then <laughs> It's funny because people have three names in this round. They have like a first and last name and then like a like kind of like a cast name based yeah. off like if they're a leader or like a doctor or something like that. So like one of these characters like, you know, is using Raja proudly and they <sighs> proclaim their cast name as a Raja and like everybody's <laughs> flabbergasted. And then like a line in the book is like, that's like taking a user, a, like a use name of, of Equivalent to pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- everything about this, the world building 
and just like the technical writing. Yeah. Except some of the book is in second person, which is really interesting. Okay. And there's like there's some like weird like polyamory stuff mm. going on, but oh, like it it's a- all done like really mm. well. Like you don't question any of it. Yeah. Um, it's just the first. It's a fucking trilogy again, and just of course. A, it's just the first book, and the second one isn't out yet, but. So okay. maybe you want to wait, but so I, I picked up some of the other books by this chick. So it's called the fifth season. The fifth season, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Because there's like spring, summer, fall, winter, and death. The fifth season. <laughs> well, they call them seasons whenever uh, like a super volcano erupts and blots out the sun for a decade. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's really cool. I really like this book. All right, I'll, I'll um, check it out. Compared see if to it's at the a library. lot of this stuff. Put it on hold for me. I, I, yeah. Do you own it? Uh, I got an EPUB. Ah. So. I got you. All right. Are you obsessing about anything, dude? Yeah, man. We've been obsessing over the Netflix original series, Making a Murderer. Ah. Oh. Which is the tale of one Stephen Avery. Trying to pick up some tips here, John? <laughs> What's going on here? From Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And He's a Wisco boy. It's a fucking 10-hour-long 10, 10 episode documentary about... This dude getting accused of a crime and then later getting exonerated and then getting accused of another crime. And he was doing, he did like, the first crime was rape and sexual assault. And they found out through DNA evidence that he didn't do it. And then the second crime was murder. And they convicted him of it. But the documentary goes into all these details to essentially make you think the cops railroaded his ass. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, everybody I know is talking about this fucking shit. Yeah, it's kind of like a video version of Serial. Yeah, it absolutely is. TV. Yeah. So either way, it's really fucking good. And it's a documentary, but I don't know if they're steering you one way or the other. You know, I I don't think it's objective. I I think they're a bit anti-cop and that they're trying to just, because they'll get emotion out of people and people talk about it. Everybody will watch it and then they'll, you know, they'll get more Mm -hmm. money out of it somehow. Um, But either way, I think it's really good. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Have you watched it or no? Uh, Kelly watched a couple episodes. Yeah. I'm not much into crime things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looked really interesting. Just the initial case <laughs> like there's like a rapist that they've been monitoring that, that looks like, like him, him yeah and they that took disappeared that day, for a day <laughs> yeah. and then he like rapes and beats up this woman it's like the sheriffs and like the pd and the pd's like we've been watching this guy it's this fucking guy uh-huh. like the sheriff's like nah, <laughs> nah we got this definitely Stephen Avery. <laughs> i think the one of the cool things about it is it's you know it's what is that an hour, hour and a half drive from here. <laughs> yeah. The, the accents are when you meet, like, somebody from country Wisconsin. Yeah, they look like Wisco. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> local Wisco people. When they talk to the dude's dad and mom, like, they are spot on Wisconsin grandparents. <laughs> and, like, they sound like it. And so uh, you can relate to it really well because, you know, all the normal everyday people are, like, you know, straight up. And even when they're, like, interviewing the cops or... The cops are giving testimony in the trial and shit. <laughs> they have the Wisco thing going on. and mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny to get this solid Midwest accent, yeah. northern Midwest accent. And, <laughs> and then uh, I've been getting a kick out of that. Definitely worth watching. So you want to get that Wapaka feel ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get prepped If you're missing Paca, yeah. Just pop that in. Get yeah. the, the Midwest feel. And that's going the making on. of a murderer. <laughs> cool. Definitely good. What have you been obsessing over? Not too much. One thing was, I don't know, for like Netflix, for movies and shit on those streaming yeah. sites, they're like pretty shit mm-hmm. as far as movies go. Yeah. So we try to find stuff. But I did find out that 
think we're on Amazon. Um, Prime. They have uh, Army of Darkness on there, the Bruce Campbell movie. Sure. So we're looking through shit. Oh, that might be the one where... Is that the one where at the beginning there's that dude on the high-rise naked and he falls off the balcony and his dick is like flapping around all weird? That might be the movie. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> Maybe it's a different movie. What movie is that? I think it might be Army of... It's one of those fucking it's movies from that Army era. of Darkness. <laughs> I just, Brett and I were talking about it the other day. I couldn't... It was Maybe it's like Evil Dead or something, but... Well, there's Evil Dead, but there's no skyscrapers yeah, in that. I had to figure this out. It's been there's driving me nuts Evil for Dead weeks. movies yeah. take place in cabins in the woods. And then Army of Darkness is like the big budget one where he goes back in time. Uh. And it's like more comedy. <laughs> well, Kelly had never seen it. Yeah. Um, so we started watching it. It's kind of interesting to watch because of all the effects are like real. You know, so the skeletons are like dudes, like in suits and like sometimes claymation. Yeah. And like everything is, you know, they just had to build all this shit. So yeah, that's why older movies were fucking cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm just like, wow, they put so much fucking effort in Real all this. Had to build this shit. Uh huh. Not some dickhead like me sitting in front of a computer all day. Um. So she's watching. It, like some of the stuff was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um. And then well, I'm like, wow, they have this Ash vs. the Evil Dead show, like they just released. Yeah. And through Amazon Prime, you can get access to Stars and a couple other streaming things. Yeah. So if I can fire that up, the Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. So that's the current one. So he's probably like in his early 50s or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and he gets like drunk and accidentally reads from the Necronomicon to like impress some <laughs> chick. <laughs> and then like <laughs> the Deadites return. It's got Lucy Lawless in it too. Uh, cool. Because <laughs> uh, that's like Sam Raimi who did like Xena and Hercules and shit. Sure. Um, it's pretty good. Like... It's kind of like Supernatural or Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. or any kind of show like that. But uh, he has some pretty good one-liners and stupid shit that he says. Okay. He's just a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can so see why you would pretty... enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually I don't care for shows like that, but yeah. this one's, it's pretty good. Um, okay. So we've been slogging through that. <laughs> and it's weird because like the effects and like everything are way better than that movie yeah or the the movies from the 80s mm-hmm. and like there is like really creepy horror stuff in it yeah so it's a mix of like the comedy and i think it pushes the horror aspect a little more than those other uh like supernatural and shit okay we'll normally do cool so it's pretty good all right what do you got for a music pick buddy oh uh, yeah so me kelly went we saw the star wars okay movie it was pretty good mm-hmm. days Anyways, um, somehow it reminded me of MC Chris. You ever listen to MC Chris? I think you've played him before. Maybe he's like he's got a high pitch like baby voice when he okay. raps. He's pretty good. He's got he's got a lot of albums. Okay, and then they have like little skits and stuff. He's kind of like a comedian too. Sure, but he has uh, this song called Fett's Vet, which is I think is really popular. Most people probably heard it. Okay, it's about, it's about Boba Fett. It's a rap. I definitely haven't heard it. <laughs> well, he. He actually has a whole bunch of ones. He has all the other bounty hunters. He has songs about them, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're pretty good. So I've been listening to him a lot lately. Okay. Because I went back to listen to those, and then I've been listening to all those other ones. And you were it's like, really prolific. this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is good. Well, it's something, that too, that Kelly doesn't mind when I jam it. So. Uh, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah. So this one is one of the bounty hunter songs. 
the original was Fet's Vet. This one's Dengar's Dump Truck. Okay. <laughs> but this is over three minutes. All right. Here we go. Now, a Willie and Corellian, the killer for credits. A temper tantrum phantom with the pension for medics. I got a wicked head cold, could somebody call a medic? So medic, cybernetics, hallucinations, and headaches. I was a stone cold daddy, I was so long gone. Young and stupid, I was sleeping in the swamp baton. Final lap, that's our trap. Solo cheeks up from behind. Got a board full of flames, and I fell across the line. Ring was bashed, rubber smashed on a crystal stem. I was fucked out of luck, and I wish to be dead. But the Empire's moving up and deliver me from hell. For my brain and hate and pain like a ghost in a shell. They took away compassion and my ability to care. Say they took my heart, but it wasn't ever there. And in the very place they put remorse, assistant rage. Sworn to kill the kid that put his thruster in her face. I will never fake on how you changed my life. Collected underneath my suit, I'm sweaty. I couldn't really come up with a decent point-hammered history, <laughs> mm-hmm. despite thinking about it for two days. I decided to talk about army building, 
motivation and how the hobby has changed in that regard. Mm-hmm. So remember the 8th edition time when the thought of doing an army or any time before that really was a pretty fucking daunting task. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But... It was a... It was for me. I mean, like a five to eight year commitment, mm-hmm. and so I mean, part of me is happy that eighth is gone. Yeah, because <laughs> you can. I don't know. It's just time to branch out and try different shit. I think, and the th- there's no way I would ever do another army that big. It's just mm-hmm. not. My interests have changed, <laughs> and I still enjoy doing modeling. But just the thought of doing something like that is soul crushing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just all the- twenty-five dudes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like Super. when the hordes came out, you need like forty-five, fifty guys. I remember fucking cranking out a bunch more gores just to up the number of gores I had when that shit landed. And I don't know, just who wants to do something that big? It was epic. Seeing the shit all laid out on the table and having that many models done, it was really fucking cool, but kind of glad it's fucking gone. Yeah. Sounds, well, then even by the end, though, yeah, that kind of dried up. It was... Yeah, big models. Big monster, monstrous cab, and everything else. Yeah. And if you so took I those f- big units, you usually just got... You were an idiot or... So I'd wager that they recognized it and were making it swing that way, they being yeah, I could I could see them knowing that they're going to move towards an Age of Sigmar type yeah. thing and kind of priming the pump. Right. Working towards that. So uh, it just seems like a fucking horrible idea to me to try, try and tackle that kind of project at this point. So I'm not really sure. The way tournaments go, you know, Age of Sigmar, we might still need as many models, but mm-hmm. with most armies, you know, it's including the dwarves coming out now with some big-ass dragon model with a fucking slayer riding it. <laughs> seems like... You can take a different route, and you don't just need massed infantry. Um, as much as I did in, enjoy massed infantry, now I'm pretty against it, just because you got to build it all. Yeah, and it all. I don't <laughs> see myself doing anything. I don't think I could. Do you ever... like the, those dwarves that are coming out? Are you gonna pick them up? I'm not gonna pick any up. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like rebasing the entire dwarf army. I think if I ever played them again, I just do it on the square bases. Mm-hmm. I'd be keen to see how those plastics line up again. From like compare a current Slayer to one of those. I'd wager I'm, those I'm sure it's like are bigger. Yeah, I'm sure it's like you can't use them side by side. You'd have to use all right. all new or all old. I've seen a lot of people advertising on Twitter that they were unloading all the metal Slayers they've had stored around for years <laughs> just to pick up some plastic ones and store them for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> like eh, I maybe have two or three unpainted slayers around somewhere, but mm-hmm. I was saving those in case I wanted to do any cool projects with them. But mm-hmm. regardless, I don't feel like I could ever even get an army done. I don't feel like I make any progress on any projects, any large scale projects these days. Like the infinity thing, which I should have been able to make good progress on. <laughs> it's only like ten, twelve miles. <laughs> I got one done, and it just kind of fizzled out because. I just didn't enjoy working with the metal. It was fucking tedious. It kept breaking. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed painting something new, but I'm just constantly caught in this hobby wobble where it's like, all right, well, I'll just go back to painting Ortonians because they're not as finicky. They don't keep snapping on me. And it's at this point, even though the color schemes keep changing, the models themselves are really, you're comfortable with it, and it's you just mm-hmm. fucking blast it out. You don't have to think on every little fucking thing about it, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. So I'm trying to find the motivation to commit to one of these big projects. I was touching on that before, how if the Bretonian book would come out, I think I could do that with the Orctonians, just knowing what I need to work towards and then setting my mind to it. And I'm, I like the idea of getting the Infinity stuff done just to have accomplished something. 
So my goal right now, just to keep the fucking shit moving, I've been pretty motivated to work on stuff every every day. So that's what I'm sticking to. Just do something every day for half an hour to an hour, and then mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I do this long enough, I'll build up steam, and then I'll hit yeah, something full that's force. That's always the key. Just getting your ass in the chair. Yeah, and knowing that you don't have to build. And also, like I think I have over, I have like 230 dwarfs painted, mm-hmm. and I have like nigh on maybe more of that many beast men painted and so it's like i I just don't want to go through that again (laughs) it's not it's enjoyable for the first couple it's different times man yeah different times yeah and my focus changed and my life changed and you wanted to play a miniature game that was the only option yeah it's true and it was fun for what it was and it was Mm -hmm. epic to have things on that scale but pretty sure that's one of those things that new people will never experience because mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about kings of war but i don't see it taken off to the degree that warhammer had mm-hmm. when warhammer was rank and flank you know i don't know the hobby's definitely changed though it's definitely changed for me <laughs> yeah for me as well those fucking epic projects are no more <laughs> I, I keep this fucking built but not converted thunder tusk sitting on my shelf above my <laughs> workstation where i paint uh-huh. stuff just to consider that size project is even because that's fuck you know if, if it was converted and ready to paint six to eight months worth of painting but there's still like a month worth of converting work on it because i got to build two riders and get them all converted and look cool and convert up the fucking beast itself and i just want things i can bust out that's why i'm mm-hmm. drawn to the infinity thing or yeah, the I, remaining orctonians because i have a bunch of them converted and ready for paint so i don't have to fuck around oh, cool how many do you, how many do you have like assembled yeah, well there's 12 separate nights, pieces but 12 nights and then I think maybe that are unpainted. Four or five of them are unpainted. Okay. And then I've been I have the Lord for the army about half converted. So when I feel the urge to start some sculpting again, I'll break him back out because. And I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I should probably just set them up there right next to the. It's kind of cool that you have them all split up because like their shields aren't attached and the boars aren't attached to the riders. Yeah. So you can accomplish. You know, just paint that boar in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a few hours or whatever. Yeah, boards right? like four or five hours. When you're done, when you're done, you you, know, you it's like looks like it's finished. You know? Yeah, you just yeah, haven't you attached the unpainted. I always start with the shield just to do the color scheme, and the shield takes about an hour and a half to do. Mm-hmm. And then that usually gets me motivated to do the bore because <laughs> now I know the color scheme at least for the heraldry. Okay. But the riders it. take like fifteen to twenty-five hours each, and that's where my fucking motivation really fizzles. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of coming up with quicker ways to do it, because I don't really want to cut corners. I want it all to be to the level that the stuff I've com- accomplished so far is. But the thought of doing it's like, meh. Another thing with the riders is they're not attached to anything, so you're just fiddling with them with your hands and your like the the mm-hmm. armor plates and parts of the skin or whatever. The paint rubs off, so when you're done, then you got to glue it to the beast and then go back and fix all the spots that got fucked up. So it just feels like fiddly bullshit, and that's part of the thing that's killing my motivation to do them. And I've tried like stick a toothpick up his ass with something to hold him by. Yeah, can you like attach him like a cork or something? Well, then you got to go. Maybe if you did it with a real skinny wire, it would be all right. But if you use something as big as like a toothpick, which you know wouldn't break, so that would be good, then you're going to, after he's all painted, you're going to have to go back and cut it off and file it because this asshole is exposed. So maybe I could do it in like his gut or his groin or something, somewhere where it wouldn't be seen or so obvious. Yeah. That's the issue. But Like the inside of his leg or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's a decent idea. And then... I don't know. Maybe I should come up with something. Because I think if, if it didn't feel so fiddly to do, that's 
again, that's how I feel about the Infinity shit. I don't want to paint it because it just keeps fucking breaking on me. Maybe I should break them apart and just pin the piss out of them. Then I'd probably be mm-hmm. way more motivated to actually get them painted. Yeah, could you like attach them to like just like a plastic bore that? Um, like an unused bore. Yeah, the, you see, just they don't, reattach them to. They don't or, stay on very well on the standard bore. The way I the way I add putty for the for like the comparison and the the other shit because I add some some kind of fidgety bits to the front of them, like a front of the bore, something hanging off each side. The extra putty I add makes the riders fit on snugly. You don't even really have to glue them. Um, but I think if it was just a normal bore, they'd be popping off all the time. It'd be just as bad. Mm-hmm. be nice to know where I don't need to focus all this fucking effort <laughs> hitting yeah. every highlight. But <laughs> either way, I don't know. I think I think finding motivation is hard, and everything seems like kind of a daunting task at the moment. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you're doing you can just get your ass in the chair paint for a half hour yeah and i don't think it was age of sigmar that caused it because i felt that way before eighth was yeah eighth had run its course for some time yeah so just the idea of committing to a fucking five to eight year project like no that's not gonna happen and then you got like a you feel like you have to be working on it all the time when it gets to be a chore like right now i don't feel like it's a chore at all i just do whatever i want and who Mm -hmm. gives a shit but then I also feel no gratification because I rarely accomplish anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the hobby fucking woe segment. <laughs> uh-huh. So the reward is the work itself, John. Yeah, it is enjoyable. I've been enjoying the, the audiobooks really keep me motivated to do it too. So that's been helping. Yeah, those are super helpful. Yeah, listening to both of those Abercrombie books for ah. keeping me on track. Oh yeah, maybe you should get me the third one and then I can yeah maybe hook you awesome. up. Dump it to a Dropbox or something. Pull it down. Something like that. That'd be pretty cool. But podcast of the month. What do you got? I got a podcast. Fanuff turned me on to this one years ago. Maybe I've talked about it. Maybe I haven't. But I'm still fucking listening. It's called Ludology. Ludology. It's all about games, board games in okay. general primarily. But we sure. talk about card games, video games. We talk about miniature games, Warhammer players from time to time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> single, single game gamers. Which, yeah. Maybe we can get some cross-cast shit going on where yeah. we get on there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> These guys seem pretty legit, uh, professional. It's Philly with, like, Dice Tower somehow. Okay. They're, like, kind of older guys. All right. Um, they don't want anybody farting in the microphone, yeah, no, is what you're they, saying? They, they, probably <laughs> they do, do have people on from time to, like, games designers. Oh, and okay. then, um, Hey, we had George R.R. R. Martin yeah, on, dude. Did. I think we're the most legit of them all. <laughs> <laughs> At work, sidebar, <laughs> at work, we uh, got this like new TV monitor where we, we got to put fun facts and other random shit about our department. Mm. So everybody had to put up a baby picture <laughs> with a random fun fact. And my fun fact was I interviewed George R.R. R. Martin <laughs> <laughs> just nice. to see if anybody would come over. Anybody come over? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what you get for being anyways. a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. But Ludology is good. They come out every two weeks, and they're super solid. They're always on schedule, and then they have like little mini episodes in between. Okay. And give me lots of give you lots of good ideas for for board games. Yeah. You know, because there's bajillions of them now. So um, just help finding the good ones out there. Um, they they talk about they usually have some kind of theme or, or something like that. But yeah. um, I've added quite a few games to my wish list on Amazon <laughs> <laughs> from listening to that. So if you, if you just want to get stoked about gaming in general, you know, whatever you listen to is what you get stoked about. So uh, Ludology is a good one. If, if you don't want to listen to some specific like Infinity or Warhammer cast, they just talk about games in general. So okay. Pretty, 
pretty stoked up. Cool. That sounds Ludology. interesting. Ludology. Ludology. The study of ologies. <laughs> so this <laughs> cast, instead of the army theme, I'm going to do another sh- a show review. <laughs> oh, show review. So we got hooked like on music? Fargo show. season one. Oh, okay. Which we were watching at how the are, same how time. How are you viewing that? We were watching... Um, we were getting it from the library on disc. Oh, okay. So season two is available on FX.com, but we got it from the library on discs. And season one, I thought, we've only like three or four episodes into season two, but season one was really fucking good. We're watching at the same time we were watching The Making a Murderer. So we're getting this thick uh, Midwestern yeah. accent in Fargo and also in it's Making a Murderer. Like a- so cross-pollination yeah it's really infusing your <laughs> it was really life that show was really fucking good the characters are pretty awesome what the fuck's the main guy's name the assassin guy that was married to mm. ah, fuck bobby no it's billy oh billy bob, Thornton. Billy bob Thornton. that's it yeah that dude is a plays a fucking awesome character in it mm-hmm. and then he's pretty he's an assassin but he also makes it a point just to fuck with people on a personal level once in a while it's pretty entertaining <laughs> his character is really awesome you got tom hanks's son is in it mm. and his character is pretty douchey but he fills a good role in the show he always plays kind of a weirdo douche yeah. character like when he was in dexter, dexter. but um everybody in fargo it's not even it's bemidji is where they're at not fargo but mm-hmm. everybody in bemidji is a fucking complete idiot except the one policewoman molly who's the only, and her dad who runs the she's a cop and he runs the diner and season two goes back to the 70s and follows her dad from season one. Oh, that's cool yeah and season two is cool because it is the 70s and there's like everybody's clothes are like super 70s style the costumes are good the like haircuts mm-hmm. and everything are spot on really good but Season one takes place in modern times, and fuck, it's such a good show. We got hooked on that, and like I would think about it a lot. Okay. So yeah, we were looking for that the other. It used to be on Netflix. Yeah, and I think then they took it down because we, were, me and Kelly, were looking for it the other day. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find it. Um, this story yeah. arc's pretty cool. Like you think it's gonna end really negative and shitty, but it ends up ending pretty happily for the most. Like a lot of fucking people die in that. <laughs> a lot of fucked up shit happens, but. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's these other assassins that come in, and there's these two bros, and one of them is he's a deaf assassin. <laughs> Him and his like cohort are pretty fucking entertaining too. Mm-hmm. They get this thing where they get a big ass ice auger and take it out on the lake, and then drop someone in the hole, like <laughs> on the middle of the lake. <laughs> That's so <laughs> It's fucking really entertaining <laughs> show, and yeah, highly recommend Fargo if you, if you haven't checked it out. I'd heard a few people talk about it. I had seen the movie years and years ago and mm-hmm. just never really yeah. thought too much about it, but really glad I watched it. Super fucking solid. Awesome. Well, we got them Amazon links, them eBay links. Go back to those links, man. Click through to motherfucking pointhammer.com support page. Wet the banks. Wet the beaks. <laughs> Raj got a fucking baby on the way. We need some, I need, need some diaper money here. <laughs> we need some fucking cash, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, anybody that clicks through, much appreciated. I see we do get some nib, some nibbles from time to time. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, uh, pretty much, looks like we're pretty close to getting the actual costs, the hosting costs covered. Yeah, so I think we got $17 we just get a few, last A few month. more nibblers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't cost anything to do this. We wouldn't have to break your fucking balls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. anyway, click through pointhammer.com support page. Mm-hmm. If you're going on eBay, 
Amazon. If you want to switch, I'm still using Ting, and I'm still extremely happy. I don't have any issues with their service. It's actually been great, saving me fifty fucking dollars a month. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, well, I think we'll let the question of the month ride for now. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna do Hobby some research of the on month the, top five. Yeah, on the ones we got, and we'll declare a winner and conceive of a prize for next time. Yeah, and I think It'll that's be a it. Post post pack episode. Oh yeah, next time we'll be huh? Fucking you're gonna have a post pack of depression uh, going on. Yeah, it'll be we'll tough. See. It'll be different. Yeah, we'll see. All right, man. I think that's all we got. We'll kick it out. Some what more MC Chris. All right. Some more fucking Star Wars shit. This is IG88's 57 Chevy. Cool. Suck my balls. Suck my bees. I'm a go, Bob. It's gone nuts. Kind of scary. Jobs to cover. I'm really a revolutionary. Bounty hunter, gunner, don't lead. White blood. See me. I've been fitting because you're going to get fucked up. 21B, homie. You can't afford this. Magnet guard with a little bit of mortis. No toe cable, no cloaking device. Just reliable recovery for a reasonable price. I got four copies. You can call a clone. Look how we shine, you can call it chrome. Import AI will mine the four chassis. The fifth decline is crazy if you ask me. Take a backseat in my Chevrolet. Let me tell you about my plan to make a better day. Let me tell you who I am and how I paid the way. Made a call for how to say, I can't help you, Dave. Like a slave and getting paid Now pass me the loot, woot I'm not impressed with your inquisitive quest If you ask to make a gastrointestinal mess I'm the best in the West You check the pulse cannon Ford 15 years before the battle of Yavin I'm a big boy, got big boy guns I prefer to integrate the fuck shit on stun So hardcore, I'm like a droid Darfur Put your head right off like you're a red R4 You work a star tour, tell me you aren't bored Tell me get on board, a great droid war Make a few factories and plant my mind And every single droid coming down that line Waiting for the day the order finally comes Eradicate a biological scum Yesterday, I had myself convinced I had jock itch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I was just chafed from running, though. <laughs> there once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Never experienced it, but I was reading about it, and it's like burning and itching. I'm like, oh, God, I'm burning and itching right now. It's kind of have like a rash yeah. on the side of my legs. <laughs> Where your ball? Yeah, that's right. Where, right where I was like, I was like, what the fuck's going on here? It's kind of red. So I was scratching it, and it just gets way worse. Uh, yeah. Aggravating it. It sucks because like could be something worse. Yeah. <laughs> I went over to the university, and then uh, <laughs> you hadn't... I just whipped my dick out and like show the dude. He's like, ah, that's just jock itch. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> it goes away on its own, or do you have to get some fucking talc or what? <laughs> 
think maybe there's a cream. Or uh, well, after I was it. talking about it, she's like, wasn't it like three weeks ago you were telling me you thought you had jock itch? <laughs> like you, th- you always think you have jock itch. <laughs> anyway. 